twice in the book of Hebrews, we are told, exhort one another. To exhort means to urge earnestly by advice and warning. That's not just for ministers to do. That's for all of us to do, the entire body of Christ. Warn each other. Let's read those two scriptures. Hebrews 3, start at verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was God grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned? whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom he sware that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Exhort one another daily. Warn them daily. Give them advice daily. Now that is a scripture that's for all of us. Exhort one another daily. You see what I do. Daily I'm exhorting you. And God has made provision for me to have a way to exhort the body of Christ daily, and that is by the podcast and the blog, which I do send out daily so that you can be edified. In your associations, exhort one another daily. So don't back off. Encourage them in things of God is what this is saying. Now, the other section of Scripture is in Hebrews chapter 10. Start at verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another 
to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Now that's not telling you to go to an Antichrist church. We assemble of ourselves together with other real believers who have faith in God and follow the Spirit of God and have the Spirit of God. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves with those who are faithful, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, and exhort each other even more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Now, this scripture is not just for me to do, but it's also for you to do. Consider this very seriously. Exhort the people that you are around. Warn them. Advise them according to the word of God. Verse 26. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. I have seen people in the churches sin willfully. Our Bible teacher was going to bars picking up women and committing fornication at the same time he was teaching us. When I heard about it, I went to him and asked him, was he doing this? Was he having sex with these women from the bars? And he said, of course. This was our Sunday morning Bible teacher. He was sinning willfully. I did what the Bible says to do. It says to come away from such a brother if he is a fornicator or an adulterer or covetous or an idolater or a railer or an extortioner. That is 1 Corinthians 5.11. If he's called a brother just and he's doing these sins, just walk away from him. And I said to this man, You know the Bible as well as I do. I can't have any more to do with you. I can't come to your Bible class. I can't keep company with you. And he said, that's right. And that's how he said it in that tone of voice. He didn't care. This is how far away he let himself be removed from the body of Christ. So if we sin willfully after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much more? Punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden under foot 
the Son of God, and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sacrificed an unholy thing, and hath done despot unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So we are told to exhort them, to exhort them daily, and to exhort them even more as we see the day of the Lord approaching. 1 Corinthians 5, start at verse 1. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, among the church, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in body but present in spirit, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that hath so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now see, this may be the only hope that person has is that you would put him away from you, separate him from the church. Do not keep company with him. Do not eat with him. Separate him from yourself. Because then, I believe you turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. For if we sin willfully after the knowledge of the truth, we have no more sacrifice for sins. And Paul says, your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters, for then ye must needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. With such a one know not to eat. You can't eat the word of God with this person. You can't be at church keeping company with this person. You can't be in the Bible class with this person. Therefore, put away from among yourselves 
that wicked person. He's already been acknowledged to the truth from the Bible, yet he willfully went out and did these sins. Paul says, therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. You may not have the power to put him out of your church group, but you must not keep company with him and you make it clear to him that it's for this reason. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.